This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And it's a beautiful day here in Atlanta, Georgia. And at the round table, we're missing the hair comb, but uh, we've got the uh, brushless wonder here. Mr. Jim, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you, Jim. Uh, hey, wait, 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 did, wait you, a did you powder your head? Because no, I noticed a glow. And, and, uh, I mean, it's well, not... the Simonize wore off, so I've got to go get it Simonized. Ah, uh, uh, I understand. Well, when was the last time that word was used? Simonize? Yeah, Simonize. Who knows? But you're looking good. And, Thank uh, you. Appreciate you coming in for the Classic Car Show. And we've got a uh, another special guest on all the way. You know, now, let me ask you. I'll, I'll give you a description, and you see if you can name the state that the, this gentleman's in. When you get there, you smell it, you take a left, and you go into another state, and you step in it. Do you know where you might be? <laughs> well, <laughs> close to the outhouse. All right, well, very close to very close to Texas, if that gives you any indication. Oh, he's in Oklahoma where oh, the wind comes Oklahoma. sweeping down the plain. And it yeah. is. Eric, good morning. Good morning. Morning, Eric. That, that, that was a lovely way to describe my state. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I, I, I could have been describing, uh, not that, well, personally, I love the smell of those rocking arms that go up and down, bringing that oil out of the ground. Yeah. So I, I could have been describing uh, the oil industry in Oklahoma, uh, I guess. But heck, okay, you can you can stop in we'll, Oklahoma. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but the other thing to realize, Eric, is that uh, young David is from Lubbock, Texas. Need- well, I'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, Ed, you're just you're just very lucky that uh, you know, as I mentioned on the phone, that we're we're even stooping so low to uh, talk to Anoki after what uh, Oklahoma State <laughs> did to uh, to Texas Tech, and uh, that's my alma mater. And I, you know, I I still wake up in the middle of the night just shaking my head sometimes. Well, that's not because of oh, that's football. Not, that's just age, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I got, carry, I, got oh. I got on the wrong. Anyway, well. Eric is uh, the curator of the Corral Museum. It's uh, actually we've got uh, your website up on the on our uh, on our streaming right now. It's the DW Corral Museum, and. Um, the, Eric, give us just a little why. You all have a very strange situation, or somewhat strange. Unusual. Unusual. uh, Is that you're owned by Catoosa, Oklahoma, and uh, it's the D.W. Corral. How did did this all mesh together? Well, uh, D.W. Corral was a longtime uh, citizen of Catoosa, Oklahoma. Um, We're just east of Tulsa, for those who uh, I'm sure most of you don't know where Catoosa is. Uh, but uh, Mr. Carell was a collector of many things, uh, and his collection grew over the years and until he decided, I guess, uh, I might as well show this stuff off to the public. I'm going to start a museum. So he did. He started his first museum in the early 70s, uh, which was just a small rock and mineral museum. Um and then 
over time that grew and when he passed away in 1999 he left his collection to the city of Patisa. so we're we're very fortunate to have it um we have as i said <clears throat> rocks and minerals uh, we have a large bottle collection um right, what, what kind of bottles is that uh uh, all sorts. There's Jack know, Daniels or per, perfume bottles. Yeah, oh. I think we've got some Jack Daniels in there. Uh, yeah, many liquor bottles, just all kinds of stuff from over the last century and a half that he's collected. And I, I, I've got to ask too. A lot of people collect them. Uh, is the old telephone insulators the glass? Uh, we do have. We've got. Maybe a dozen or so of those, yes. And they are they are very collectible. Well, was right. was he uh, by the way in the uh, oil industry by chance or? He he was not directly in the oil industry, um, though I think he did do a little bit of work related to that. Uh, he was he was a gentleman who kind of had his fingers in all kinds of pies. He. Uh, was, was sort of a workaholic. His primary career was uh, as an aircraft mechanic. He was one of the very first jet aircraft mechanics uh, in the country. Wow. Uh, worked for McDonnell Douglas for many years. Um, but he had some he had some mining interests and did some developing, and he basically did anything he could to make a buck, and he was good about saving his money and buying cool stuff with it. Well, that, that's incredible. I was looking at your uh, list of cars, and he has got quite a distinguished group. You've got an 1898 locomobile steam car, and that there right. that has to be the only one, or one or two in the in the in the world. Uh, there's not many. I don't know right. exactly how many are around, but uh, but yeah, that's the only one I've ever seen. Well, and and I was not aware that Locomobile made a steam car. You know, they were big, gorgeous, luxury automobiles and race cars for years. Well, that's right. Well, this uh, was their was their first design, and it was designed by the uh, the steamer. Or I mean, the Stanley Brothers of Stanley Steamer fame. Okay. All right. They had designed this thing, and they they were building. They built some of the, the early ones, and then they turned around and sold the patent off to a, a group of investors who formed the locomobile company. Um, and then they took the, the money from that sale, turned around, and formed the Stanley Steamer Company. Hmm. Interesting evolution there. That's that's yeah. neat. Yeah. Well, tell us. Let's let's talk cars first, and. Uh, Sure. If time merits, we'll get into minerals because I saw your display cases and and, and that that is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the way you've got it arranged. Let's so the 98 1898 locomobile is the oldest car you have, correct? That's right. Yep. All right. Is it running or does it run? Um, all of these cars were running at the time of Mr. Carell's death. Um, unfortunately, uh, we don't. We don't keep them in running condition because we are no one's allowed to drive them. Uh, so they, all of the cars have had their fluids drained, and you know we try to we try to maintain them as best we can without driving them. Uh, 
so I don't know. Some some of them could probably be started relatively easily with a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would have no idea how to even start that locomobile. It's such a strange car. Well, you'd have to call Jay Leno. He, he is yeah, probably so. he, he is right. the steam guy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's start. Right. Let's start with the 1898 locomobile and kind of tell me how the collection evolves, uh, model year wise. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. After the after the locomobile, um, we go on to a 1902. Oldsmobile, which was the uh, the curved dash runabout, right? right. Uh, and those were built from 1901 to 1905, um, and that was that was the first Oldsmobile, right? Yeah, um, not a whole lot of those around, no, either, um, especially in in that uh, 1902, because apparently their their uh, factory burned that year. But not not a whole lot of 1902s out there. Okay. Um, one cylinder gasoline engine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, kind of grew up around one of those. The uh, local Buick Olds Cadillac dealer where I grew up in the Midwest had uh, one of those in the showroom, and I'm not sure if it was a two or a three, but I know it was a curve dash and. It appeared in the AACA magazine a few years ago. But anyway, go ahead. I, I don't mean to digress. No, that's all right. The, yeah, those are fairly popular cars, and I, I believe they're kit cars that are made now, and, and uh, people like to buy those and build them as kit cars. Yeah, they rep, they replicated a lot of those. In fact, yeah. so, some of the museums that we've interviewed, they have replicated uh, curved dash holes, but yours is original, which is 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 unique. Yeah. Um, so after the Oldsmobile, we've got a 1906 Cadillac, which is a beautiful car. Uh, it's a, this one is is a, a purple color, which apparently was an original color of uh, Cadillac at that time, and the color is called Hurley's Purple Lake. Oh, boy. Uh, is it... Uh, was, uh, named after Mr. Hurley, who was the head of Fisher's Paint and Body Works at the time. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. <clears throat> so it's a, it's a very regal-looking car, you know, uh, the purple, and it's got a lot of brass on it. Um, it's got the, the brass headlights. uh, uh Runs off the acetylene right. fuel, you know, right? Yeah. With, the, with the tank on the running board. Yep, that's yeah. right. Is that is it a four four seater or a two? It's a two seater. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Good wood wheels or yeah. wire? They are wire. So I bet that is right. a gorgeous car in bright purple. Actually, no, I'm wrong. Those are wooden wheels. Oh, they are wood? Okay. The Oldsmobile are wire, and the, ca- the Cadillac is wood. That's right. Uh, but it, it is a beautiful car. Uh, get a lot of comments on that. And people always ask, is that color original? And I get to tell the story. Oh, yeah. 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 That was an original <laughs> color. It wasn't like Ford's. They no. actually had different colors in the Cadillac at that time. Now, do you know offhand if, and Jim, you probably know this anyway, uh, but was that... Uh, Talking about colors, was it brushed or? I'm sure they were brushed in the beginning. Yeah, 
I don't think they went into spray till the 20s, if I'm not mistaken. So it would have been a lacquer? Uh, or yeah, a probably a lacquer and varnish. So it would have been the color and then they'd varnish over it to uh, I, I, I'm not get a, the sheen? Yeah, I, I would have to talk to someone in the Horseless Carriage Club uh, that would be an expert on that. But I think the latest brush painted car that I've seen was in the Ford Museum back in the 60s when I 50s when my parents took me there and it was done with a brush and it, that was an original car I, I didn't mean to interrupt Eric I, I was just curious uh, we've talked about the brushing and so forth in the past we're going to uh, I, I think I mentioned it to you if not we do take a break on the quarter hour we've got a break coming up in about a minute um well, let's tell us one more car, and then we'll go to break, Eric. All right. Well, we've got a, uh, a 1914 Dodge Touring, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, was the first year of the Dodge Brothers Company. Right. Uh, and, that, and that was, this car was originally owned by Mr. Carell's father-in-law. Wow. So it stayed in, in the family that whole time, and he... He got a hold of it uh, after the war, uh, World War II, and uh, restored it in the early 50s. Uh, so that was his first project, and, and apparently he enjoyed that process uh, because he kept collecting and restoring after that time. Beautiful. Uh, Eric, let, uh, let me interrupt. We're going to take a, we're up against yep. a hard break. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Eric from the Corral Museum. And then I've got a couple of questions regarding uh, Mr. Corral. You, you brought up uh, with, with your comment just then. So we'll be back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show, and we have Mr. Eric. Am I saying your last name right? Um, Hanshaw? Hamshar. Okay. Yep. All righty, and uh, he is with the... Corral Museum in Catoosa, Oklahoma. And my question was, uh, it's, it's, it was the collection of Mr. Corral, and you answered sort of one of them uh, when you talked about the, 
the last car that he had gotten from his father-in-law. Did he have any rhyme or reason to his collecting that you know of? And then beyond that, you answered the question. Uh, he, he got involved with restoration, and obviously from what you said, he was quite a... If he was a, a jet mechanic, he, he obviously knew what the heck he was doing, so... I guess he really fell in love with uh, with the restoring. Did and from that point of, of that one car, did he restore more more cars that are in the museum as well? Uh, yes, most of the cars in the museum he restored himself. Um, I think there are three, maybe that he purchased already restored. Um, and what would those be, Eric? Uh, let's see. I think both of the Fords, uh, we've got a 1930 Model A Ford Cabriolet and a 1935 Ford, V8 Ford, uh, Coupe. Um, and then, let's see. I think the 19, we've got a 1914 Oldsmobile. I think he purchased that restored as well. All right. And then we've got a, a 1948 Dodge, which is unrestored which is uh, still original. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, the 14 Dodge Touring. Now, I have just a, a question. That I remember the Dodges did not have brass radiator shells. They were painted black. Is that correct on this car? That, that is correct, yes. Okay. Yeah, the Dodge Brothers, I think, tried to save a little money there. So uh, well, I wouldn't imagine. Uh, did did Mr. Carell have any rhyme or reason to what he uh, bought, or was it just whatever came along and and he wanted to restore and so forth? You know, I I really can't answer that. Um, I think uh, I would say largely it was just kind of what he came across. I know he he bought uh, uh, like the Cadillac he bought at an auction, and it was just sort of uh, in pieces, and then he had to go all over to swap meet to, to get the rest of the stuff to put it together. So, I yeah, I'm not sure. I, ne- I never had the uh, pleasure of meeting him. Uh, he was gone before I came to the museum. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, where, where you are located, though, has always been, how do I put it, a hot spot of brass era cars and they, there's an auction every year and I can't think of the town it's in but it's there every spring and and it's all the the brass era stuff and the pre 1916 and I want to say it's in Bartlesville but I could be wrong but there's a big antique car auction there that horseless carriage puts on and and AACA and uh I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's the climate there, but all the old brass cars seem to come out of the woodwork there and up in uh, central California. Those are the two places that seem to be the two hubs of that. And it sounds like uh, Mr. Carell was part of that back in the beginning when uh, people started recognizing after World War II that, hey, there are some rare cars around here. And we ought to preserve them. So you do have a, a 14 Cadillac besides a 14 Dodge Touring, then? Uh, uh, no, we've got a 14 uh, Oldsmobile. Oldsmobile, I'm sorry, the other yeah. Cadillac, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Touring also, or a sedan, or? 
Uh, that's a touring. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet that's yeah. a, a gorgeous car. Is it's not it a is. it's not a big limited, is it? It's just the regular size. The, well, it is. It, it's mighty big. Okay. Uh, it is large. Yeah, it's larger than the Dodge. All right, then it is a limited. I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, yeah, it's a you know it's a beautiful car. It's got you know, cherry wood handling and the steering wheels, cherry wood. Um, get a lot of comments on that car. It really is nice. What color is it? It is a burgundy. Okay. <laughs> All right. I thought maybe it might be a, another wild color like the purple. <laughs> no, the, the the Cadillac's really the only wild color we've yeah, that that's that's yeah. great uh, because a lot of the, the custom bodied cars in the late twenties and early thirties were painted some pretty wild colors. Okay, well let's we're, let's move on. We're we're at the fourteen period. What is the next vintage car you've got then? We've got a nineteen seventeen Packard. Uh, that's also a touring. That is uh, got the famous twin six in it beautiful i was going to ask yeah so that and the olds are probably the two biggest of the old brass era cars you have yes that's right those things are monsters yeah (laughs) and i know that because we moved them from one building to another and we pushed them so it took about a half dozen guys to get (laughs) to get those two right yeah, it's a shame. Where we want to go, yeah. It, it's a shame they don't run because they are beautiful running cars. The engines and well, were so beautifully balanced. I agree, and if we had uh, if we had an unlimited budget, we would certainly keep them running. But yeah, <laughs> well, that's all right. You're preserving them. That's that's the key thing. So moving right along, we're at the 1917 model year, and what do we uh, jump to next? We've got a 1922 uh, Series 10A Franklin, uh, which is my that is my personal favorite in the collection. And if you're not familiar with the Franklin Automobile Company, um, it's kind of unusual. Uh, the cars are. Uh, largely are aluminum um, this particular one is it's got a uh, aluminum it's a, a four-cylinder aluminum air-cooled engine yeah they were built in Syracuse and Casanova New York and uh, every year there's a Franklin meet and they meet in Casanova at the Franklin or at the Cas College and they go on a tour and it's very impressive so, I imagine so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely beautiful to see those cars out on the road. And they, they, they were good looking cars. Yes, they, they beat Delorean by a few years. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they are. They, you are absolutely correct, Eric. They are unique and they're beautiful and they're. I I think they're an absolutely gorgeous car to look at. Okay, yeah. the, after the Franklin, then who do we have? We've got a 1927 Spets 8. Oh. Another beautiful car. Yep. Touring car or, or two-door? It's uh, it's four-door coupe. Okay. Um, Is it a factory body or a custom body? 
Uh, as far as I know, excuse me, as far as I know, it's a, a factory body. Okay. Uh, I'll bet that. What color is it? It's red. Red with the black top. Ooh, okay. All right. And it's a canvas top, I'll bet. Uh, it's a... It's a, it's a hard top, but it's got a, yeah, I don't know, vinyl or something. Cloth insert. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll bet it is a factory body. Beautiful. And and that have you do you push that car around too? Because that's a pretty big, heavy car. Yeah, that's a, that, that's right. That's another another heavy car. Yeah, right. yeah. Those cars are gorgeous. The quality of a Stutz was was impressive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Most of the cars in this collection are uh, you know, luxury cars or semi-luxury cars. Um, really, other than the Ford and the Dodge. Well, uh, the, the Stutz is definitely in that category. Just Eric, Eric, how many cars do you have on display at any one time? Uh, we've got eleven cars that belong to the museum. Um, <clears throat> and they are always on display. Uh, sometimes we'll we will have in uh, loaner cars. Um, in fact, we we're looking forward to uh, the arrival of a car that we're going to have on a long term loan basis from a, a local citizen here, uh, which is a, a 19, <clears throat> 1926 Rolls Royce. Uh, it's a Silver Ghost frame with the Brewster body uh, formal limousine. So we're really excited about getting that. That'll be our only foreign car. And our, as a as a uh, museum owned by the city, are you all actively looking for any other cars, either to purchase or obviously you go out looking for loans? But uh, are you looking at either purchase or donations of cars? Um, well, we're always open to uh, donations. Donations are wonderful. Uh, <laughs> yes, but, uh, but at this time, we're not we're not going out and actively seeking them because we are uh, limited on the amount of space we have um, in the museum. Uh, you know, we we would like to expand that collection. We'd very much like to expand that collection uh, and, and build another additional building there that we can continue to grow our automobile collection absolutely well i just like to buy the 11 cars you named off <laughs> i'd love to own those because i i have to give mr Carell some credit he had excellent taste and choice in the cars that he did acquire for himself i i believe you're right and yeah and it's a great the, the thing i love most about this collection is you're you're seeing you know, from, from 1898 to 1948, that's really the first 50 years of the automobile industry. Right. And you get to see that evolution right there in one room. Uh, and it's, you know, it's great to, to see these nifty little ideas that these guys came up with. And most of these guys were not engineers. They're just uh, tinkerers that were developing this stuff. And it's just, it's great. Wonderful history. Um, out of curiosity, do you know? And I'm trying to think of when Kettering did the uh, starter. But does the 14 olds, the limited, does that have 
an electric start? It does. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's got to be one of the first cars with a starter motor. Can you imagine cracking that big thing? Oh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, it's got pistons <laughs> the size of garbage cans, probably. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good heavens. And front-wheel brakes is another one that came along, and that's got to be, does the 22 Franklin have front-wheel brakes? I know the Stutz does, but... Uh, you know, that's a good question, and I, I don't know the answer Okay, to that. that was about the time of front-wheel brakes. Um, Actually... I think this is a good time to uh, take our second break. Okay. Uh, Eric, we'll be back with you in a couple of minutes. You're listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Hello, I'm Pat Rulo, hostess of Speak Up and Stay Alive, the voice for patient safety, now heard every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. right here at americaswebradio.com. You're listening to americaswebradio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to America's Web Radio, as always. And on a bright Saturday morning, we're talking to uh, Eric from the Corral Museum in Catoosa, Oklahoma. And that's uh, over there, over yonder a ways. Right on Route 66. So what does that bring back right. some memories? Boy, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and in fact... You, you had mentioned earlier that you've had a bunch of, of tours come through. Uh, are you open year-round? And the reason why I'm going to bring this up is I'm curious as to when the people start showing up on the Route 66 tours, or do they come year-round even with the snow? Uh, we are open year-round. <clears throat> um, the business definitely drops off in, in the, the cooler months. It's really... Uh, from about April through October that you see a lot of people doing the tour. 
mm-hmm. um, particularly over the summer months. Um, that seems to be when it's most most popular, and we get a lot of Europeans coming through. And any unique automobiles come through with them on the tours? Um, we, yeah, from time to time, I get uh, people do, doing the tour in classic cars. Um, recently, I had a fellow come through uh, in a Pierce Arrow. He was going from San Diego all the way to Buffalo for a show that they have up there. I think it's their national show. It is, yep. Yeah, um, and I don't remember right offhand what year that was, right around 1920, I think. Wow. Uh, but he was he was driving his Pierce Arrow the whole way, and I thought, man, you are braver than me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had all the comforts of a teepee. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And it well, was in the, that must have been in July, July or August. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't imagine going that whole way through the, you know, coming through the desert with no AC and going up into the mountains and all that. We're spoiled. We're, yeah. Yeah. yeah I we mean, are. that's how people traveled. And did he have a water bag hanging off the front bumper? Do you remember those? <laughs> no. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, brown, and they were burlap, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. yeah, water bags. Sure. Yeah, when the radiator well, boiled over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It was amazing. Well, Eric, I was just noticing on your website, my goodness, you all, uh, you almost pay people to come to the museum. Your rates are, uh, unless they've changed, uh, are extremely affordable. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, we, of course, we're, uh, we're blessed in that we are uh, we're funded by the city of Catoosa, uh, so we're not dependent wholly upon uh, our own revenue to support ourselves there, which is great. Um, you know, I don't know how some of these museums manage to to stay open. It's a it's a tough business, but uh, yeah. So we you know three dollars for adults, kids are always free. Two dollars for seniors. Uh, Veterans are free. Beautiful. Uh, group tours. Group tours are free. So, uh, do you have any? Um, do you have any cars and coffee events where, like, one Saturday a month, a bunch of us old guys stand around with our cars and drink coffee and tell lies? Uh, yeah, we do. In fact, um, uh, just recently had the, uh, the early V eight club, uh, four V eight club, come out for their. Uh, they do a, a what they call a tire kick every month, and they they came out and yeah, coffee and donuts and talking about their cars, and I got to take lots of cool pictures, and it was a really great time. And then uh, in in uh, August every year, we've been doing a, an ice cream social social and cruise in, and you know we uh, give out free ice cream, and people drive in their old cars, and we just kind of. You know, hang out and good, and admire each other's automobiles. So, yep, yeah. yep. And as, and as the old saying is, the older we get, the faster we went. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's 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 got to be a lot of fun. Um, when, like, did you get the Glidden tour this year? I'm just curious. The Glidden tour was in Oklahoma. I did not. Okay, I didn't know if they'd come that far. Or not, because uh, 
that was quite a tour going on. And I think Veteran Motor Car Club did that one this year. Do you have a, a, a group of, of the old guys that like the old hot rods and, and custom cars? Uh, don't get a lot. Well, of course, we, we get anybody who's interested in old cars. Yeah. Uh, we, we get all kinds of folks in. But uh, <clears throat> since all of our, our cars, you know, none of them are hot rods. They're all right. restored as original as possible. Right. It seems to be that that that's the folks that it attracts the people who love the, the original cars. So, but, but yeah, like I said, I mean, we we do get we get some interesting some interesting hot rods in there periodically. Yeah, that's good, Eric. Uh, over the years uh, that you've been there, and I don't know how much you go out on the floor when folks are there, but uh, have you heard any good grandfather, grandson, granddaughter stories? Um, hmm. I'm, I'm sure that I have. I, I do talk to just about every visitor that comes through, through the museum. Beautiful. Um, That's good. Yeah, um, and I try, and I, I learn, I learn things from people all the time. Just about, you know, we have such a large collection of such very a varied collection that it's hard for me to get to know exactly what everything in there is. So, you know, when it comes to these cars or some of the old, you know, tools or farm equipment, there's people, there are people are out there who grew up with this stuff and they can, they can tell me things about it. So it's really important, uh, you know, in a museum to really talk to people that come through and, and get to see what they're interested in and, and hear their stories. It's wonderful. Yeah, that, that's, that's all part of history. Do you have any school children or any of the local schools that bring the kids through on a tour during the school year? We, we get a little bit of that, um, not as much as we'd like. Um, right now, the state of Oklahoma, the, uh, the budgeting for, the, for education is, is not, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to go too far into this, but there's not a lot of money for doing field trips. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, but sometimes it's important that these children realize that you know it, life goes beyond an Xbox. And well, that, that's right. Yeah, and that what we went through growing up, or or the fun we had, is I guess is a better way of putting it. And uh, I mean. Our society is so automotive oriented, and our history is is automotive and, and truck oriented. Do you have any automobilia signs, gas pumps, things like that on display too? Uh, n- not as much as I'd like. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you're open so for donations. Out, anybody out there who yeah has that kind of stuff, they want to donate. That we're definitely looking for that kind of stuff. Beautiful. Um, we do have. Uh, we've got some some large photographs there um and we've got uh we've got an old texaco gas pump uh that the, the manual hand pump right type. yeah um we've got an old neon clock from the old town garage which was actually one of mr Carell's uh early businesses it was a little auto garage that he owned uh 
So we've got we got a little bit, but yeah, I, I'd like to have much more. Good, good. Um, do you ever get a request for someone to have their grandchild or child sit in one of these cars? Is there I have uh, uh, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Most people most people don't ask that, but uh, I have on a couple of occasions uh, gone along with that. Good. Uh, as long as as long as the kid wasn't too rambunctious, you know, <laughs> and wasn't eating an ice cream cone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the best way to buy a car is take a young kid in with an ice cream cone to the dealership. They just can't right? wait to get rid of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, otherwise, they clean up the mess. Um, route 66, I, I that that's one of the things I've always wanted to do is the Route 66 tour. What kind of shape is the road in? Through air, your area, is it the original, or has it been paved over, or rerouted, or? Well, a li- little bit of all, all three of those. Yeah, um, we sit on on the old Route 66, which is now it's called Cherokee Street, which is the main street in Catoosa. Um And now the the current Route 66 is one block uh, one block east of the old Route 66. Okay. Um, so yeah, through through Catusa in our area, um, you can you can drive the whole way on the original road, and, yeah. and it's good. There's you know some neat neat old buildings to see, and we've got our historical society museum is on that road as well. So yeah, okay, yeah that that kind of explains a lot of it. Uh, the tours that come through, are there any organized tours like if? If I were a European and came over here, does somebody bring them through on a bus, or or do they rent cars? Yeah, you, you you could certainly do that, um, uh, but it seems like what what they what they really like to do is either uh, rent they'll rent motorcycles or they'll sure. rent like a, a Mustang or something like that. You know, a, yeah. an American. You know, a real American car, muscle car, if they can get it, and uh, you know that's part of the experience. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. it, and I know um, some of the Corvette clubs because of the old TV show with Martin Milner. Um, they will take Route sixty six, especially the solid axle cars from sixty two back. And I bet you've probably had some of those folks stop at your place. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Uh, always, always love to have uh, tours like that come through. I, I just get out there and go crazy with my camera, taking, uh, taking as many <laughs> pictures as I can of all the cars that come through. So yeah, I'm fortunate in that in that regard. It's you know, it's like if I get these unexpected car shows, just you know, all of a sudden. <laughs> well, hey, that makes your day, and that, and that's one of the fun things. Do you have a gift shop and things like that where you sell some? Yeah. Memorabilia. Uh, we we've got a very small gift shop at this time, um, and are looking to do a, a pretty substantial uh, expansion of that. Because uh, as we as we were talking earlier about the our, our entry fees are very low, right? So uh, you know we'd like to, of course, generate more revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've always got need of of more money around there to fix things and whatnot. Yeah. Do you have a uh, diner as well, or 
we do not have a diner, not not at the museum, uh, but we're you know we're right in downtown Catoosa, and there are some pretty good places to eat around there. On that note, and I'm getting hungry anyway, but anyway, we're going to take our last break. We'll be back with Eric on America's Web Radio on the Classic Car Show right after this. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF. A nonprofit organization is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Stay safe from little-known health care and hospital hazards right here every Thursday morning at 9 with me, your hostess, Pat Rulo. Or listen to my podcasts at americaswebradio.com. This is americaswebradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We have... Uh, Eric from the Corral Museum in Catoosa, Oklahoma. And uh, for folks that don't know where that is, look on the map. I <laughs> know. It's, it's east of Tulsa. <laughs> by the way, uh, uh, Eric, the, uh, when Steve's here, he and, uh, and Jim let me ask, because I am very technical and, and extremely knowledgeable on classic cars, they let me ask one question, and they, they have ordained me to do this and said it's okay uh it's been amazing over the year that we've been interviewed something like uh 40 some odd different museums and uh the one question that they let me ask is how many weddings have you all had at the museum (laughs) (laughs) well as far as i know we we have not had any weddings uh, at our museum yeah does the museum have a facility for having gatherings and so forth uh, we we could have, have a small. We we have an area where we can have meetings and the like. Um, probably a wedding might be a little much for the the area that we have, though. But but no local car club chapters that might come in and meet in your museum or anything like that. Uh, not on a regular basis. Um, we have we have periodic meetings out there. The the uh, the Tulsa Rock and Mineral Society will meet out there. Sometimes, uh, which we're always happy to accommodate. Yeah. Okay. 
tell, uh, go ahead and tell us. Uh, we, we've sort of covered the cars. What what else is in the museum? You, you mentioned the minerals and so forth. Uh, yeah. So we we have a, a very large uh, collection of rocks and minerals um, from from all over the world. It's really it's really amazing. I when I have to say when I when I first started working at the museum. Uh, and my background's in history. I really didn't have much of an interest in that, but uh, we have uh, over 10,000 pieces there. So uh, the first thing I said when I got in there, well, I got to learn about this stuff. And uh, so I started, I kind of threw myself into this world of rocks and minerals. And uh, I guess somewhere along the line, I caught the bug and, and, and I've grown to really love it and have my own collection of minerals at home now uh so yeah mr Krell traveled extensively uh south america and all over the united states uh buying selling trading this stuff i'm not exactly sure how he got into it originally maybe through some of his dealings with the mine he had a couple of mines that he owned over the years uh so it's it's really Pretty, it's a pretty amazing collection. That's, so, that's what I can say. Did he do his own polishing and and cutting and all that kind of stuff? He did. Yeah, he had a, a lapidary shop where he uh, yeah he cut polished stones and he made jewelry uh, and did that for many years there. Uh, but did he have a rocky start? <laughs> a rocky start. I think he did. That's right. <laughs> I had to do that for David. <laughs> we have to put a little humor into the show once in a while. Um, so well, we, we touched on the bottles originally. How, how did all that start? Just old uh, mining sites and he found bottles around? Or, or what, what brought them? It, it, it could be that, or it, it may be just that he, <laughs> that he liked to drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he started. He started the collection, and then he had other people that, uh, I guess, once you know, friends, friends and family that once they knew he was collecting bottles, people just started bringing more and more bottles, and it just grew and grew. Wow, that's amazing. So, how many bottles do you think you have? Uh, there's probably. Uh, I don't know, maybe two thousand or so. Holy more smoke. than I, more than I would like to be dealing with. Yeah, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And and, and knowing, knowing uh, you're part of the country, who dusts all of those bottles? Yeah. Well, are they in largely? Dis- that would be, <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> are they in display cases? <laughs> they, they are in display cases. Okay. so they're behind glass. Uh, so I, I don't have to dust them too frequently. Uh, although last winter, one of my big projects was I went through every one of those and and cleaned and polished those bottles. So, oh, that was quite a quite a chore. Yeah. So, what kind of what kind of dates do you have? How far back do they? Uh, where Where is your first bottle? Um, you know, I I I don't know what the first bottle is, <clears throat> and I have to I have to admit, I don't know a lot about the bottles at this point um, because that's a whole a whole another world 
Yes. Uh, you know, there's big-time collectors out there of bottles. Yeah. And uh, I I have only been with the museum for a total of about four years. I've been curator there for two and a half. Um, and so <laughs> I, I've kind of... I keep putting the bottles uh, kind of on the back burner as far as research goes. Okay, it's overwhelming. Do you have uh, many? Do you have many docents that work for you in the museum? Volunteers? I, I've got uh, right now just one volunteer and uh, and one part time staff member. And give us the hours you're open daily. Well, we we have our hours are a little bit strange. We're open. From eleven to seven on Tuesday and Thursday, and then we're open uh, ten to five Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay, no Sundays, no holidays. Uh, generally, no, depending on the holiday. Okay, but, uh, all right. Uh, uh, but we do. We we can. We are always happy to accommodate tours or special visits. Um, I'm always happy to go down there and open the museum outside of our normal hours if someone is doing a tour and they'd like to come in. What kind of facility? You said that you're basically in downtown Catoosa. I, I always imagine something like that in the smaller town. You're in a brick building uh, or something. What, what do you look like from the outside? Uh, well, the, the, we've got two large uh, metal buildings. Um, which in and of themselves are not remarkable. Um, on one of the buildings, we have a large mural that's been painted uh, by an artist out of Texas uh, named Lance Hunter, and he's got murals all over the country. Um, and so that that's easy to spot. Um, and then... On the other side of that building, there's a, a, a rock wall that runs all the way around that has got all kinds of rocks and minerals from all over the place. Mm. Now, so we're that's, either... That's pretty remarkable as well. It, it sounds like it. Were either these uh, buildings that you're in a car dealership at one time? No. No, they were not. They were... The, it, this What it is, it's the, it's the original Corel property... Um, so the home, the Corell home, is still there uh, and owned by the Corell family, and one of the sons lives in the home there. And then these large buildings were essentially his workshops that he built over the years. So are the, uh, the sons aren't interested in, or do they work with you in the museum at all? Uh, the son that lives there, I see him frequently. He comes in quite a bit. Um, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really work at the museum, but he is real good about uh, answering questions that I have about his dad or the collection, whatever he knows about. And remember, he's always happy to share. And he lets uh, lets us when we have big events. We can use his property for parking, which is also great. Good. That's good. That's yeah. A, yeah. And it sounds like the community has really accepted this museum. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think they're proud to have this museum, and because Katusa is a small town, and right. Yeah, I mean it's it's nice to have something that people come from far away to want to want to see it. 
You know, I, I just I'm going to toss a suggestion out. I think DX Sunray Oil Company was in your area before they were bought by Sun Oil back in the in the seventies, and I'm just wondering if there isn't a group of people that were involved with that where you might be able to get some of their memorabilia because that was an Oklahoma oil company. Yeah. Yeah, and that might help you get some of their automobilia and memorabilia for the museum. Well, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah, just something I thought I'd toss out. Sure. Eric, we're, uh, as we say, when we come towards the end of the uh, time, it's about time to put the plug in the jug, but we want to thank you for yes. joining us today on uh, fairly short notice, and uh, uh, look forward to hearing from you, and I hope the uh, Corral Museum does well, and Katusa want to thank them for um, letting you come on today. Yeah. Thanks, well, I really Eric. enjoyed talking with yeah. you guys. I appreciate it. We enjoyed it, too. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio. We'll be back uh, next week from England, as a matter of fact. Kevin Flood will be doing the show, and uh, we want you to tune in. He's got a very good show lined up. So we'll be back next week, right after Thanksgiving. Have a good week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.